0: Thank you.
1: Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style, our weekly MMA, pro wrestling, and combat sports show right here from Impact Media. Hello, I am Jeremy, the Impact, your... Sorry, my favorite part of the song. One <laughs> of my favorite parts of the song. Uh, so much to get into. Obviously, we normally would have uh, done this show, well we have done the show Monday. But it's been so busy here lately, we've been pushing some shows back. So we, uh, we bring it to you now. Obviously, we are going to talk UFC. Obviously, we are going to talk Bellator. And obviously, we are going to talk... All the world of pro wrestling, from WWE to Impact Wrestling, AEW, Ring of Honor, all that. But first, why don't we talk about the very event that I attended in person on Saturday afternoon, evening, night into Sunday morning. See, I got home pretty early Sunday morning was reminded why I don't stay up that late very often although Didn't get tired Didn't get tired. No, what was I at? I was at Triller Fight Club at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Man what an event It really was an event now. I get I, there's there's been three reactions Pretty popular reactions to this event. There are uh, the people who thought it was a colossal sideshow disaster. That's mostly people who didn't watch it. They just saw the Instagram or YouTube highlights. Yeah, that would be like, instead of reading Romeo and Juliet, um, you get two action figures from having them sword fight for ten months. Yeah. yeah. People did a good job of trying to get some things out. But if you just went by the highlights, you missed a lot. But that was reaction number one. You thought it was a colossal disaster. Which it was. Uh, Number two. You thought it was. uh, You know, pretty good. Uh, You liked some things. You didn't like some things. Probably where most people are going to fall on it, um, because for one, it it was geared to a handful of audiences. It was trying it was it was trying to be all inclusive, and anybody could have enjoyed it. But it was geared to a lot of the younger generation. So I totally get if you don't know who the Black Keys are. I totally get if you're not a fan of Justin Bieber. I totally get if uh, you don't know who Joe Fournier and, and Frank Mir are. Or if you don't know who uh Junior Union is. If you don't know who Quentin Randall or, or William Jackson. I, I get it. I totally understand if you, you don't like the Paul brothers. Get that too. That was reaction number two. That was kind of in the middle. And then reaction number three. You loved it. Top to bottom. Just. Out of this world. I'll be honest. I fall somewhere between two and three. Um was it can't miss amazing attending in person yeah it's it, you yeah you you uh you timed your, your your bathroom visits you you timed out your your uh your uh trying to catch up on media things trying to look into things before they happen or be prepared for it th- yeah you try to time things out uh they had good snacks i give them that they had a really cool uh charcuterie how you say that charcuterie they had some. I mean, it had like uh, some some uh, crackers and uh, cheese and like uh, hard salami and and um, some really good olives and and gosh, uh, there yeah, so just all kinds of different stuff on this little thing. All, on top of, I mean, there was all kinds of other snacks. Those are the ones I tend to go for because I like that kind of stuff. But uh, first of all, shout out to Triller and uh especially especially uh Jerry Milani who was in in charge of uh, all of us media folk and uh he ran the press conferences I thought he did a fantastic job shout out to you Jerry um i mean you probably don't need my uh commendations but uh yeah had a super great time Maybe if another one of these is close again like this, I I will definitely look into going. But um, uh, I'll definitely be talking about and covering these for sure. The next one is June 5th, and there are some big fights. Uh, The co-main event is Vander Holyfield. We'll get more into those as we get closer to them because obviously June 5th is over a month from now. But uh, yeah, shout out to Jerry on, on just a fantastic time. Uh, like I said, this whole event by the time we by the time we did the Jake Paul press conference and uh, buttoned it up and and all kinds of things like that, I believe I got to my car in the parking deck at right at two thirty, no, right at two, right at two because I got back to uh, I got home right around. Three ish. Uh, by the time I loaded some stuff up, made sure some some videos were going out so that you guys could enjoy those, made sure they all posted, things like that. I think it was about three thirty when head hit pillow. And um like I said, I'm glad. Obviously, that's not an everyday thing. Obviously, that's I, I could do that once a week, twice a week, and and still be pretty good. But overall, yeah, I would I wouldn't trade the experience for nothing. Uh, I had a super fun time. Look forward to the next. Like I said, uh, I, I, Triller, Triller knows, Jerry knows. I'm in. I'm in. I like what I like what Triller does with their events. I think they put on a really good event. Obviously, the next one, like I said, June 5th in Miami. Uh, I'll be watching that one, uh, streaming that one, or you know, on pay per view, all that kind of stuff. So hey, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Because, like I said, I was at this one, and I uh, had a fantastic time. Uh, met some super cool people. Shout out to them. Let's talk about some of the things that happened. Now, now here's the fights that we saw there. We, that while, while sitting there covering the event and, obviously, talking to uh, the winners, and sometimes the losers, there were six total fights. That I witnessed in person. Uh, the first one was. Uh, Quentin Randall. Versus William Jackson. This is a pretty good fight. It started off. Uh, it started off with uh, William Jackson. Kind of trying to get some shots in. Do some stuff here and there. And then Quentin Randall just took over. And uh, it, it didn't last very long. And what's really cool about Quentin. When we were talking to him. And the uh, it seems like he he used some body shots to just even this fight fight up, up real quick, which included some knockdowns because of them. Um, Quentin in the press conference, though so I asked him about his attire because real loud, real flamboyant, kind of uh, yellowish with like grayish trim and things like that. And, but a uh, real feathery, kind of fluffy, you know. Including this really cool vest he was wearing, and uh, and he said that it was all because of his son. This was like his son's vest, or his son picked it out, or helped him. It, it was inspired, you know, the the design of it. And I thought that was really cool that you got to see that side. Like a lot of people, you know, try to be the super tough guys and and uh, fighting, and you know, you know, it's it's the thing sometimes us us guys have to uh, get over. is uh, Sometimes it's not about looking tough or being tough. It's about being a respectable human, and uh, it was fun to see the other side of him. That way, I believe he won. It was an eight-round fight, 80 to 70. They pretty much gave the entire fight to him, which is it's understandable. I don't argue with that at all. Uh, fight number two, we got the return of Junior Union. He took on Jason Minda. Or Mendo, uh, yeah, Junior. The story with him was uh, he was fourteen zero and one coming into this, and he had been gone for about a year from fighting, and uh, he got in. He told us at the press conference. Obviously, he won the fight. He won seventy eight to seventy. He told us some things at the end. He said, "Yeah, he took some time away to get some things straightened out and some and uh, straighten out some things." He was he was making some choices he wasn't very happy with, and uh, now he's back and wanting to get back on track. And uh, I felt like he, he looked pretty good in this one. Uh, this one ended kind of weird because uh, obviously, like I said, it was it was seventy eight to seventy. He had a couple points docked for. Uh, just various reasons that he didn't necessarily agree with. I I don't know that I necessarily agree with some of them either, but it is what it is as far as that. Uh, He also told us somewhere between the third and fourth round that he injured his left hand. And so when I asked, I said, okay, well, uh, how is the hand and uh, how long before you could potentially be back in the ring? And uh, he said, he goes, uh, he, he he held him up for us. And the left one was a little bigger than the right as far as I uh, like it's it swelled up a little bit. And he said, yeah, I don't think it's broken or anything, but I injured it, uh, which is his bread and butter punch is the uh, the left jab. He, he really, it sets up a lot of stuff. Plus, he, he, he's got knockout power with it. So he says, uh, if it wasn't injured, you would have saw a, a different fight and uh, may have even ended it a little earlier. But he said, uh, once it heals up, as long as nothing's broken in there, nothing like that, uh, a couple months he'd be back. And uh, definitely appreciated that, because a lot of people won't talk about injuries and things like that. But he, he straight up told us, he's like, yeah, if I wouldn't have hurt the hand, it'd be different. But since it was, you know, I had to fight a different fight. We got to the main card. Now keep in mind, uh, of those four there, They are actual boxers. Um, As we get into the main card, I will try to tell you what these people normally do. Because not all of them are professional fighters. Well, a couple of them are professional fighters, but not all of them. You know, this is not their day game. We started with Raycon, who is a music personality who took on Joe Fournier. Joe Fournier. He... This, you get just stray off his Wikipedia page. Joe Fournier was in the fitness industry, was in the nightclub industry, and then got into boxing, where he is now 8-0, I believe. Uh, super cool, super chill guy. So he's fought before. And uh, it seemed like he wasn't necessarily taking it easier on Raycon, Raycon, this is his first fight ever, and it, it, uh, he, he had some decent form, but uh, he he uh, he pretty much called it after two rounds. Uh, Raycon did. I, I thought he was very very respectable. There was a little bit of beef between these two coming in. By the end of it, there wasn't any. There was just nothing but mutual respect. Joe said he appreciated Raycon. Uh, he's he's one tough dude because uh, Joe said he, he was he was laying into some punches and Raycon was was taking them and, and throwing some back, but as you can tell, Joe Fournier gets the round two TKO. It was round two or round three? But at, at the end of two rounds, they only had four rounds left to go, I think. But Raycon he he had had enough. And I think that was a good decision. But uh, Fournier, fantastic. Uh, got to talk to obviously the press conference we had some fun uh, chatting with him. He's a super guy I definitely uh, I learned a lot and he, he even said i because I asked him i said, you know would you would you want to fight on another trailer card and if so, anybody in particular kind of come to mind he threw out some people here or there. He even said he'd, he'd fight Jake Paul or, you know, he didn't have a problem with any of that stuff. He'd love to fight for Triller. He loved the format, the way things were going. So that was cool. That was definitely pretty cool. Um, at some point, I'll chop up these press conferences. The problem is the only one I don't have is his. Uh, somehow it, it didn't record right or something. I don't know. We'll have to figure uh, I know a lot of people have it all I have to get permission to use theirs, but I, I'll uh, I'll show you guys some of these and they're really cool. Uh fight number two was Frank Meir, who used to fight in the UFC. He now fights for bare knuckle FC. Yep. The same place that Pays fans and fights. But uh Frank's want to do stuff over there after this. He fought Steve Cunningham, who was uh He had a long boxing career. Steve is really, really good. Uh, He let it be known at the press conference that he actually has had bronchitis, which is why he was kind of coughing here and there while trying to talk to us. But uh, not enough to deter him from this fight. Uh, Cunningham ends up with the win. We talked to Frank Mir as well. That was a thrill for me. I'm a big Frank Mir fan. Uh, But we asked Frank different things like that. You know, he because he said, uh, some people said, "Well, are you going to fight after this?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm signed with uh, with uh, BKFC, which is Bare Knuckle Bare Knuckle Fighting." He said uh, he's he's looking to get some things started up there before he officially hangs up the gloves. He wants to fight on the same card as his daughter, who has just gotten into it. You know, uh, those are big things. Uh, and <laughs> Frank didn't come in here and. And look bad at all. Frank had some good form. Frank uh, he did outweigh Cunningham by a good many pounds, but even Cunningham said, "He got Frank Mir could box, and uh, he, he he was more than respectable." I I thought he was he was actually quite good as far as the celebrities who boxed on this card. The uh, the non boxers, I I thought Frank Mir was between. You see, I, I consider Joe Fournier to be uh, a boxer because this was his eighth fight. Uh, Frank's first boxing match like this, I, I thought he was the best celebrity of the bunch. And talking to Steve, like I said, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, we asked him, you know, would you want to fight Triller again? And we asked him that too. And they said, sure, this is, this is really cool. They really enjoyed it and everything like that. And it wasn't like in a way like, uh, of course I'm, I'm I'm here now. And no, it wasn't one of those. Of course, I'm going to say good things because I'm here. You could te- you could tell they they genuinely had an affinity for what was going on. Steve Cunningham, when asked maybe who could be next or things like that, he threw out uh, he threw out Johnny Bones. He threw out Bones Jones. That could be fun. Now the only problem with that is is uh, John John Jones has already added all that weight to be a heavyweight, and now uh, he would outweigh Steve by by about as much as Frank did, more than likely. But man, I I think I would have to think about that if if uh, Jones is not going to fight in the UFC right now. That led us to fight number three, which are two real boxers that was uh Ivan Redcatch took on Regis Progress this was a pretty decent fight uh it it could have been better just it seemed like Ivan just didn't have much to give back to Regis Regis put on the show and then we got to the ending which was controversial and here's why it was controversial Uh, Regis puts a shot on Ivan it looked like while they were almost in a clinch they were real near each other it looked like to me that it was a, a shot to the ribs and from the time he got hit in the ribs Ivan grabbed at his groin area and hit the turf and was screaming rolling around didn't make a lot of sense it uh, would be like me flicking you in the ear and you start holding your knee. The only thing, the only way that would make sense, and, and this is even a far, far stretch, because we saw the replay, I don't know, a dozen times, was if between the rip shot, maybe if it was further back and caught part of the kidney, maybe it could deal with the urinary tract a little bit, but I, I just don't see it. I just... Yeah, I I, I I didn't see it. I, I didn't see what Ivan was trying to tell people, um, but it, it it was a technical decision at that point because Ivan could not continue. So you go by points at that point. Regis Progress wins the match. He was pretty. He was visibly upset during the press conference about it. Uh, it like I said, it it looked. It was not a low blow at all. It looked a, a rip shot to me. Like a rip shot to everybody else. It ended up being a technical decision. I ho- I hope they they redo that into a knockout because it was a knockout. But uh, he he was um, like I said he was fired up as he should be. He said uh, he he thought he deserved that knockout. He he didn't see what was going on and kind of the general consensus between us and him was that uh, if Ivan really didn't want to fight that much, he could have just gave up. Could kind of see that. But that was the co-main event. Uh, beyond being a little fired up, Regis, super nice, super nice to talk to. Just He he said he, he has no problem fighting on another chiller card. I could see almost anybody that was on this card being back on one. And then that led us to Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Well, Jake Paul, we know. Here's some things about Jake Paul if you don't know. He has a brother named Logan who was on WrestleMania. He took a KO stunner. He's also done some things on YouTube. I think he's had a fight as well, a fight or two. Jake Paul, Jake and Logan both were on a Disney show called Bizarre Vark a handful of years ago. So they, they come through the Disney circuit a little bit. They do things on YouTube. They have done fights and things like that. On YouTube, Jake Paul was 2-0 and coming into this. He beat Nate Robinson, who used to play for the Knicks. He beat another YouTuber, which he just outclassed them both. And then Ben Astrin, uh, very storied UFC career. Done some really good things. And also, before that, he was an Olympic wrestler. Went to the Olympics, saw that kind of Olympic wrestler. He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Outside, you know, not named Randy Couture or Daniel Cormier or Kurt Angle. Uh Jake Paul has, he's he's got some skills. He's got some hands. Is it super complicated? No, he's just getting into boxing, guys. He's just getting into boxing. Did what he he did some very basic things, but Dan Askren didn't have an answer for him. So early in round number one, about two minutes into it, there were some body shots, body shots, body shots, and Ben dropped his hands to go f- to uh, try to defend one of the body shots, and he caught a uh, one-two, and the two caught him right in the jaw and dropped him. Now, hey, let me put some controversy to rest, because not only was I there live, not only did I have about four monitors at any given time that I could easily look at for replays or anything like that. Ben stayed down for the standard eight count. He got up. He, he uh, held his hands up, you know, in the same way that a, a boxer or fighter would when the referee grabbed his hands, was talking to him. On Ben's account, he said, I'm fine. The referee says, are you okay? I'm fine. Referee once again says, I I don't think so. I don't think you are. And he goes, yeah, I am. He goes, I don't think you are. Here's something that was kind of glossed over. When Ben stood up, he was a little woozy. At one point, the referee uh, broke up the eight count as he was getting up because Jake Paul kept coming in close. So he actually got about a 14 count to stand up and everything. He looked a little woozy. It was a heck of a shot. You know, it's it's not Mike Tyson or, or Lennox Lewis or Bernard Hopkins, but it's it was a good shot. It, you know, it's not Butterbean, but it's, it was a good shot. And the referee took a step back from Ben Askren and basically wanted him to take a step towards him. Wanted Ben to take a step towards him, the referee. So that he could gauge his awareness. And uh, Ben was very hesitant on that. And then when he started to take a step, he, he ended the fight. It was done. Had it not been stopped right there, it would have been stopped in the next minute or so. I I very much agree with that. But Ben's not a boxer. Ben's always been a wrestler. In MMA, he's always been one to take you down, do some things on the ground. He's never been a boxer. Jake Paul put in the work. Like I said, he, he, he has some chops. Um. Apparently, there was this story too. Tyron Woodley was the cornerman for Ben Askren, and before a fight, the cornerman or coach can go to the opposing locker room and watch the guy get his gloves put on, get his hands taped. You know, just to make sure nothing nefarious happens, or you know, just to make sure everything's legit. You have the option to do that, and so Tyron Woodley watched Jake Paul get his his hands wrapped and, and all that. And there's video of just everybody trying to egg him on. And so, it seems like Woodley got a little fired up because everybody in the room was pretty much uh, pushing on him. and they, I mean, not pushing him, pushing him, but they, they were egging him on, trying to get him to uh, take a fight. So, the way this all went down, uh, Tyron Woodley has challenged Jake Paul 100 times between Saturday night and now. We don't know. This one just ended. This one... You know, Jake Paul, or Ben Askren, we talked to him in the press conference. He said this was uh, expletive, embarrassing. I agree. Uh, This does not define him. It does not alter anything in his life. He he said 10 different times, he's not a boxer. Uh, This was an exhibition fight. It holds no no credence whatsoever towards any kind of legacy or career. He goes, yeah, it's it's embarrassing, but it's not going to stop anything. It's not going to change his life any or, or anything like that. I would slightly disagree. He's, he's catching some backlash at the moment, but I get it. He, he, he's, you know, like he said, as of yesterday, as of Monday morning, he was going to be back at wrestling practice, which is probably what he's going to be doing from here on out. But, I mean, overall, you know, we talked to Jake Paul. He talked about the passing of his bodyguard. He was uh, in a surreal, somber mood. We didn't talk to him very long before he was ushered off. But, uh, like I said, that was also at, like, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. So, you didn't get a lot of argument from us on top of uh, it. It looked like he needed to just decompress somewhere. It was It was all getting to him. But, all in all, I know I just spent 30 minutes talking about The trailer fight night, but uh, it was that good. It was that good, guys. It really was. And uh, like I said, I I look forward to the next. If they're close enough, I'm going to do my best to get to them. And if they're not, I'll be watching along like you guys are. And uh, I'll update you guys on some fun things that happen, you know, during press conferences and things like that. Now, there were some events. There was Bellator 257. I will talk about some of the bigger fights uh, right here. This happened on Friday night. Uh, Paul Daly with the big win over uh, Saba Homasi. Here's the note I wrote on this. Wow. That TKO in round number one, a minute 44 in. It, oof, thing of beauty. just thing of beauty. Paul Daly just continues to wow. Uh,
0: Let's see. You had uh,
1: Corey Anderson who beat uh, Yasha Muradov as part of the big tournament. Corey Anderson now will face Ryan Bader in the semifinals of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. we we'll face Ryan Bader. We're going to get Bader, Anderson. That's just wicked sick. And, of course, he won uh, TKO based on punches. But uh, just, man. That was one of those things that, like I said, when I got in late. Well, no, I watched Before I went to Triller Fight Club fight night, uh, I watched Bellator. Yeah, I watched it Saturday morning because Friday night I was uh, at a spring game. That's what it was. But uh, Corey Anderson versus Ryan Bader's was coming up, and that signed me up. And then the other major fight: Phil Davis took on Vadim Nemkov as part of the light heavyweight. Grand Prix. And uh he is actually the light heavyweight champion at the moment, so the more he wins, the more he keeps his belt. Now if he loses, the belt goes to whoever he whoever beats him. Well, Bill Davis has not beaten Vadim Nimkov in this one. Uh he he put on a show. He put on a heck of a show. And now the gosh, I forgot who Joel Romero is facing, but the winner of that one will face Uh, Vadim Nemkov in the semifinals for the chance to take on either Corey Anderson or Ryan Bader. Remember, Bader is the heavyweight champion who has dropped down to light heavyweight champion uh, to be in this Grand Prix. He may be champ champ by the end of this. That is uh, just incredible. The UFC also had an event on Saturday. It was uh, coinciding a lot even though this was free and on ESPN. It's coinciding a lot with uh, Triller's event, but we know Whitaker versus Gastelum was the main event. Whitaker, man, he, he put on a clinic for five rounds. Put on the clinic for five rounds. As good as Gaston looked, it's, it's not that he looked bad at all. He was actually doing pretty good. But Whitaker is just showing everybody. I know they're going to probably put him versus Marvin Vittori, and the winner of that's going to get Izzy. I disagree. It, it needs to be Whitaker. It needs to be Whitaker. Whitaker's the number one. He's beat three number one contenders. At some point, you know, granted, Darren Till still... Very much in the in the mix too. It's gonna all hinder around it's gonna all center around what Adasanya wants to do. Whether he wants Vittoria who he's beaten before, whether he wants Whitaker who he's beaten before, or whether he wants Darren Till would be different. Problem with Darren Till is he's coming back from a broken collarbone. You just gotta wait I mean those just have to heal. We'll just have to see where those go uh from here. But a unanimous decision, five rounds, he won 50 to 45. The kind of sudden co-main event, that being Andre Orlovsky, the Ageless Wonder, versus Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman. I I like this kid. This kid can fight. He can throw. He had a lot of, just a lot of arsenal he put towards Andre Orlovsky, but Orlovsky gets the unanimous decision, three rounds in. I felt like he did just enough to win the fight. It was 55-45, maybe 57-43, you know, somewhere in there. But uh, Andre Orlovsky with another big win. That was win number 20 in the UFC for him, as well as his 48th fight ever or 53rd or something like that. It was uh, just uh, just crazy. Uh, Other big fights, let's see. You get uh, Luis Pena got the split decision win over Alexander Munoz. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan lost by unanimous decision to Jacob Malkoon. That was a good fight. And then in a split decision, Tracy Cortez, the returning Tracy Cortez, beat Justine Kish. Kish had a solid fight. I, I thought she probably had an argument. To maybe win that one, but probably 55-45 on that one, too. And, uh the returning Tracy Cortez with a good win and a return. Uh, before we get into wrestling, let's talk about the upcoming events. You got Usman versus all 2 in Jacksonville. There will be fans in attendance, I believe, full capacity. I'm not 100% on that. That is UFC 261. That is this weekend. Kamaru Usman defends the welterweight championship against Jorge Masvidal. This is a rematch from last year. This time they get a month and a half to prepare, where last last year they, uh, they all got about 10 days, or Masvidal got 10 days to fly across the world, drop 30 pounds, and fight. Usman got 10 days to prepare for a brand new opponent.
0: Um,
1: would it surprise me if Masvidal pulls this off? Not at all. I think he is he is going to be well-equipped to do so. And he also realizes that if Usman is going to continue to be the champ, this is probably his last shot at the belt. Uh, if you told me Usman was going to retain, wouldn't surprise me either. I think these two are going to beat the dog mess out of each other. And at the end, you, uh, you let all the dust clear
0: and see who's left standing. Uh Zhang Wei Li,
1: the women's strawweight champion. We're getting three title fights, by the way. It's going to fight against Rose Namajunas. Talk about two people going to beat the dog mess out of each other. This, if this is, I think this is a must see. If you if you if you can only watch one fight on this card, it's either going to be Zhang Wei Li versus Rose uh, Namajunas for the straw women's strawweight, or the next fight, Valentina Shevchenko defending the women's flyway championship against Jessica Andrade. It's the women's fights. It's the it's the the female fights. You these, I mean this it's ridiculous how loaded this card is, and I'll get into the other fights here in a second. But you know, I tell people all the time that it was uh, Johanna, the uh, from Poland, versus Yang Wei Li that I saw last February or so on TV last March. That's the fight that got me back into being a big fight fan. It just, it was just five rounds of incredibleness. I think I just made up a word. And then Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade, I've seen them fight half a dozen times, going back and watch some stuff too. Those two girls are going to, they're going to tear the house down and, My goodness, the winner is whoever watches this fight because it's going to be that good. Let's just stay on the main card. Uriah Hall is going to take on uh, Chris Weidman. That's a main event. If there wasn't three title fights, that'd be the main event. Anthony Smith is going to take on Jimmy Crute. Once again, that's a main event, co-main event. Uh, Prelim fights, Randy Brown and Alex Oliveira are going to face. In the uh, welterweight division, also the welterweights, White Grant and Stefan uh, Sekalich. Also in the uh, well, now in the middleweight division, Carl Robertson is going to take on Brendan Allen, and Patrick Sabatini is going to take on Tristan Conley. Uh, I think that's in a catchweight. There is like 15 fights going on on this so so I guarantee there is somebody on one of these that that you would uh that you would want to see. So order it do your best, you know. This UFC 261, it is probably 15 fights of just main events. It's just that good. Um
0: Bellator 258 this is um Let's
1: see. Yeah, it's not till May 7th, so we will talk about it in the next couple of weeks, but that is uh, Archuleta versus Pettis. That one's going to be insane. But, let's talk a little, uh, let's talk a little pro wrestling for the last uh, 20 minutes or so, right? Right. Uh, Ring of Honor had its 500th episode on television. They, uh, Gifted us with Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham for the Pure Title. Gresham ends up with uh, pulling off the victory at the end. This was really really good. If you want to see a pure wrestling match, these are the two two of the ones that to definitely watch. They're also teammates and part of the same group, uh, the Foundation. Uh, and then we got Mark Briscoe versus Jay Briscoe. Uh, Mark ends up winning by. Uh, count out, but uh, to be brothers, these two destroyed everything they could find, including each other. Uh, but it's just a, a, just a good dogfight, basically. Uh, that moves us on to, let's go Impact Wrestling. It was on Thursday. We now got it to where there's pretty much wrestling on every day. Nobody is doubling up. AEW is on right now. Um, things going on in Impact Wrestling that I think you should really know about. Uh, Sammy Callahan, to me, seems like he is building up for uh, maybe a major title run or a big major push. He's doing some really big things. He had a great match with Matt Cardona. Um, I think Matt Cardona is another guy they're trying to do a lot of really good stuff with. Jazz won a match in her basically last match before she retired. And uh, TJP took on Josh Alexander. Alexander ends up with a win in that one. I'm kind of interested to see what they do with either one of these because neither one of them really have much going on. Uh, Josh Alexander's kind of been in no man's land ever since Ethan Page, his last tag team partner, left the company. Uh, and impact is, they got, to me, they got to get away from two things. They got to get away from having Kenny Omega dominate your entire show without being there more than five minutes. And I think you got to get the belt off Rich Swan. I, th- I don't think he's doing anything anymore to push this. Into a big, and into the title meaning anything. Um, that moves us to. Oh, I forgot about one. I'll talk about it in a minute. One FC, uh, AEW. We had Pack and Phoenix who took on the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks won when they took off Phoenix's mask and then beat him there. It's I don't like why people do that, but uh, they're trying to push the Young Bucks, who are the tag team champions. And as good as they are, and they are two of the best, or they are one of the best teams on the planet, two of the best wrestlers, you know, that team up, Pack and Phoenix deserved better. Uh, We still get the Hangman Page Dark Order stuff. I I love the way they they do this. One of the best storylines going is uh, that he hangs out with them all the time, but he's not really a member. He's not trying to be a member. They're not really trying to get him to be a member anymore. They just hang out and really support him. That's really cool. He finally has people that support him in a group. Um, QT Marshall's group that includes Anthony Agogo, who is uh, a former Olympic boxer. Uh, he beat a guy by the name of Cole Carter by with an AB punch, just a really strong AB punch that ended up being a uh, they called the match at that point. They're they're trying to legitimize. QT's group because uh, he has a mismatch of of uh, interesting people but I, I think it's a fun faction I think it's a fun faction and uh, it was good to see Anthony Ogogo he can actually wrestle a little bit before he, he threw in some of the uh, the boxing punches uh, Chris Statlander returned to action as she took on Amber Nova of course Statlander got the win there she looks like she shed a few pounds. She, she wasn't, you know, super big before, but seemed like that knee injury when she came back and rehabbed, all that, that uh, she dropped a few, tightened things up a little bit, and uh, it's good to have Statlander back. She's, she could be one of those ones to uh, really make a title push, maybe uh, coming up over the summer. And uh, the main event was not worth it. it was Okay. Uh, it was it was Darby Allen defending his belt over Matt Hardy, but Darby done his same things. Matt Hardy did his normal stick. yeah, eh. uh, eh, it's okay. Uh, let's go to one FC before I talk about WWE and talk about the things you need to know about that. Um, in one FC, which comes on right after AEW, it'll actually be coming on in a handful of minutes tonight on TNT. Uh, Janet Todd took on uh, Annalene uh, Hogstad. It was in the Atomweight. It was a Muay Thai fight. Uh, Janet Todd put on a heck of a show. Hogstad didn't stand a chance. Uh, Janet Todd, definitely one of the best Muay Thai women, especially in the weight, uh, on the planet. It was a TKO. It was a liver kick. She just... She caught her square in in uh in the side, and she dropped and the referee is like, "Nope, you're done," <laughs> which was a good call. A lot of good referee calls this weekend uh Christian Lee
0: took on uh Tamafe Nostikim. nastikim uh let's see.
1: That was for the light heavyweight uh, championship in MMA. Uh, Christian Lee ended this one with a TKO in less than a minute. It was just he got on top of him, and it was over. Uh, also in MMA in the flyweight, we got we got uh, Ken Q. Soon took on uh, Wang it was a TKO with an elbow shot. Uh, one FC, for people who are not familiar with the MMA world and all, they do all kinds of disciplines. They'll do Muay Thai. They will do uh, kind of the K-1 style where it's MMA but knockdowns, you just, you're just you allowed to get back up. Uh, it just depends. There's all kinds of uh, various disciplines they do over there. It is definitely worth your time. Definitely go check that out. Um.
0: Let's see. Let's go to Raw. In Raw, uh, Lashley ran over
1: Matt Riddle, as he should. The Viking Raiders have returned, and them, apparently they're just going to take on Shelton and Cedric because they have done it on two consecutive weeks, which means Shelton and Cedric are right back to where they were before. At least they're on TV, but beyond that, is what it is. They're really pushing this Charlotte and Oshka thing. They had a match that was the main event of this week's RAW. We'll talk about that next week. Um, but Oshka uh, took on Rhea Ripley. Charlotte interfered in and and uh, got it pretty much a no contest by the end of that. This is an interesting storyline between Ripley, Oshka, and Charlotte. And I think who's going to come out the other side of that is Rhea Ripley. Like I said, I'm I'm totally I'm totally with. Her movement and with everything Rhea Ripley does, I just didn't like that she showed up one day, won the title, the next. I don't like when, because you're telling me the rest of your division's trash, and it's not. Uh, Lexus Playground, apparently they're splitting her from The Fiend, from Bray Wyatt, and she's going to kind of do her own dark things now, while he doesn't. I don't know, it's kind of weird. It uh, looks like Miz and Priest are going to be doing some stuff coming up here soon. That is going to be fantastic. They're they're strapping the rocket to Priest. In, and uh, I would say by year's end, he should have a title, if not maybe a, a major one or opportunity.
0: Um, they're trying to figure out who the next
1: opponent for Lashley is going to be at... Fastlane? Backlash? I think it's Fastlane. Uh, It's between McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Braun, which they had that match. McIntyre ended up winning it, which makes no sense because that's just a WrestleMania rematch. I don't know. I think Lashley deserved better. I think Lashley should have took on uh, possibly Randy Orton more Braun just to do something different. Unless Braun's gonna be the one to beat him. But I don't I don't think so. But uh T Bar and Mace ended up coming out and dropping McIntyre, which will play more into things we talk about next week. I mean I'll go ahead and mention it right now because it's something I'm gonna get into, but just try this on for size. So M V P and Lashley kick Shelton and Cedric out of the hurt business and now hire two freelance mercs and T-Bar at Mace to kind of do their dirty work. It doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense, but I have some cool thoughts of it and some other directions of the way I think this is going to go. We'll talk about that next week. We'll move on to, let's go to SmackDown. Uh, the new SmackDown announcement crew, because Raw has a new one too. They have uh, one of the guys from, I think Adnan from he did some work in NXT, but he's from the MLB network. It's him, and it's Byron Saxon, Saxon and Corey Graves. They're okay. I've heard them for two weeks now. Once they get a little more used to each other, I think it'd be good. But this is like when they had Mike Adamly on Raw. He's not used to calling Wrestling. He's not familiar with the moves. He's not familiar with the personnel. So it makes it a little awkward sometimes. It makes Byron and Corey have to do a little more than they were doing before instead of just being able to do their thing. Uh, SmackDown is to Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. This is going to be fun. Michael Cole can call a solid match. Pat McAfee can make it entertaining. Uh, Let's see. Kind of get Roman and Cesaro in a face-off. That's going to be fun down the road. I don't think Cesaro is going to beat Roman, but... It's about time Cesaro was in a top spot. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had another blockbuster four-and-a-half-star match that KO won, as he should. But uh, these these two are just, they've been friends for so long, they can just put on the, the best
0: show. And then Jey
1: Uso took on Cesaro. It ended up being a DQ because Rollins interfered. So it seems like before Cesaro can get to Roman, he's got to take out former Roman partner in Rollins. I think Rollins and Cesaro still have a lot to hash out between the two of them. I just don't understand why it has to be now when it could be after Cesaro and Roman have a few matches. Then NXT...
0: Uh, let's see. Santos
1: Escobar lost the cruiserweight title to Kushida. I thought that was weird because Santos Escobar just won the big ladder match. The last NXT stand and deliver to unify the belts. And then Kushida has it now. I think Kushida's done an open challenge stuff. So that's kind of cool. I think Escobar has an injury is what it seems like to me. Because if not, why would you do that? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Raquel Gonz- Gonzalez is still the women's champion. Interesting to see who ends up challenging her. Frankie Monet, otherwise known as Taya Valkyrie, a.k.a. John Morrison's wife. Uh, she made her debut. She's going to go by Frankie Monet. I like where she's going with this, and she is going to add a ton to this division. Um, way too early for her to be anywhere near Gonzalez because she could wipe the floor with her. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets into it with Frankie Monet to start with. Um, It looked like Roderick Strong and maybe his girlfriend were uh, officially leaving. They uh, handed Regal a packet and left. And it looks like the best storyline they can come up with for the Gargano squad, otherwise known as The Way, and for Dexter Loomis is to have Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis be infatuated with each other. I wouldn't doubt they're an actual couple away from this, the way they act, but uh, it's something different. You don't normally see the connection like that between uh, two characters like that. So, And then the post-mania cuts because hey, those things happen. After WrestleMania, they usually cut a handful of people because they usually sign a handful of people. And you can only have so many. Here are the post-mania cuts that we know about. Mickey James, who was unhappy that she wasn't wrestling. Uh, Samoa Joe. My guess is that he wants to get medically cleared so he can get back in the ring. Billy Kay. And Peyton Royce, Peyton Royce, she said what she wanted to say. She had her pipe bomb moment, and it didn't do a dang thing. Didn't do it. I'll say it, it didn't do a damn thing. So maybe she'll go to AEW. Maybe she'll go to a place that appreciates her better. Maybe her and Billy Kay will partner back up. That would be nice. Uh, Chelsea Green was also let go. That that's baffling. Uh, Tucker, who used to be with he used to be in heavy machinery with otis once again that made no sense or it did make sense because he hasn't done anything since they split uh since they split him from otis uh kalisto bo Mo dallas mojo raleigh and uh wesley blake a lot of those are people we haven't seen in a long time so it is what it is but that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to everybody who makes this show amazing. Shout out to Thriller, Bellator, UFC, all the wrestling promotions. One FC it was a fantastic weekend. We will see you guys next week, hopefully early next week. We're going to try to keep everything on time. But I'm Jeremy the Impact War. We will see you guys next week. Happy fighting!